This is working on your business, not in it. And this show's mission is to free you from the time for money trap. We're going to focus on growth. There are plenty of shows about starting up and how to get to the growth stage or what it's like long after it, you know, like shows where they interview like billionaires and millionaires and stuff. Uh, But this one will be for those of you navigating those growth pains. When you start the business, it depends on you. The business is you. That's what's so exciting about the startup phase. You get to test and learn and fail, and it's not the end of the world, right? You Once you start to grow, you get into this headspace where you're like, oh, crap, if I fail, if I make any mistakes at all, not only is it my livelihood at risk, but now I've got people with families and all sorts of obligations that are now at risk if I make mistakes. Those mistakes aren't going to be the end of the world, though. You most likely started your business so that you could do things your way, like how you wanted to, when you wanted to. The reality, though, is that with growth comes a whole new set of unique problems. The halcyon days don't last forever. You thought like, oh, I'm going to arrive. I'm going to be successful. And the grass is greener on the other side, right? And now you're successful and you don't have any free time anymore. You're answering your phone at all hours of the day. You can't go out to dinner or go on vacation or do anything without like immediately responding to your text messages like Pavlov's dogs or something. There's good news, though. You can create more of those good days, those the days you look back to when you were first starting up and like doing everything yourself. And, and you'd like, wow, I wish I could go back to what it felt like then. You can achieve that again. Forward looking perspectives is what made those times so exciting. Now you dread what you do, but back then you were like excited about what could come. That's going to happen again. It always can happen again. The most exciting parts of owning a business are still in front of you. Most likely if you're listening to the show, you spend a lot of your time putting out fires, you know, like taking calls and scheduling and selling and doing the work and doing everything and following up and getting reviews and you quite literally trade your time for money. And this is normal. Every new entrepreneur goes through this. Uh, These are basically just like growing pains. And you've arrived. You've achieved success. You proved all your friends wrong, right? You can do anything. And if you know anything is fact, it's that if it's going to work, all it takes is for you to struggle just a little harder and endure a little bit more, right? After all, this is just how business is, right? You can't see me doing air quotes, but... How often I hear that, oh, this is just how this business works. Unfortunately, that's wrong. It's this mindset that's keeping you in the trap, by the way. The very idea that you have to be involved in everything is exactly what causes businesses in the growth stage to fail. You basically have two outcomes if you continue down this path, a tragic ending or a miserable existence. Those are your two options. I guess there is a third option where you fire most of your clients and your staff and you go back to being that small time operation that you were in the beginning. But is this really why you got into this? You're going to have that small time operation where you have all like ultimate control and you don't have to worry about anything, but you're not going to have any of the excitement of that forward thinking. I think that this is kind of the worst outcome you could come to because then you just, you're just jaded and miserable. So what is the solution? What do, what do I do now? Right? It's to start with what's going on upstairs. How do you go from how can I get this done? There's no more hours in the day to how do I teach others how to do this so I have more hours in the day? You've got to go from thinking, 
I've got to do this and, and get everything done and just figure out how to get like 25 hours in the day. It's not going to happen. You have to create systems, you know, that are going to offset a lot of this work. A fatal assumption for entrepreneurs is that they think everyone is like them. We assume that our employees, you know, our friends and family, everyone, if we, if we show anyone that these employees will steal our methods and become our competition, I hear this one all the time too. Oh, I have to, I have to keep like a little bit of, of, of the secret sauce away from the employees, uh, or they're going to steal all my ideas and stuff. Uh, we also think that they will become bored and not want to work with us anymore. You know, if if we just create these like mundane systems for them to work within, they're just they're just going to become burnt out or basically like you when you left your previous job to do whatever it is you're doing now. You were like, oh, screw the stupid boss. I can do this myself. I know what I'm doing. This isn't true. Most people just want a place to go to work. They want to know that every two weeks they'll get a paycheck and that their spending habits and ability to consume is secure. You know, that's most people, they just, they just want security. They don't, they're not super interested in freedom or pioneering or taking risks and failing and all that stuff. Part of you is like that too, but you've taken the leap, right? Most people, they don't even think about this stuff. They just want to feel secure and not have to worry. And because of this, we wall off our employees. We keep them from knowing how the sausage is made, if you will. We keep them in the dark, knowing just enough to get by day to day, with the caveat that they have a quick access to you. You know, you're there to answer any of their questions. Kind of sucks, right? The employee and self-employed personality in us likes this, and after all, it's, it's going to get done right, right? If Anything is going to get done right. We've got to do it ourselves. This is, again, exactly what's causing your dread. In order to solve this, we want to create systems that enable our employees to rarely have to talk to us. And if they do, we know there's like a serious problem. It's like if the temperature gauge or the engine light on your car goes off, you know, it's not because you've got to like put gas in the car or change your wiper fluid or something. It's because your your engine's about to explode, right? You should be in a state where, like, if an employee's reaching out to you with a problem, at the very least, it's because you, like, ran out of coolant or something, not because you ran out of windshield wiper fluid. I hear often uh, from, from just, like, common in small business that I feel like a firefighter just putting out fires all day, right? Well, a firefighter, like, puts out fires, that's fires are serious. You know, people die and your house gets burned down, or your business gets burned to the ground. Fires are no light matter. But when people say, oh, I'm putting out fires all day, it's like the dumbest things in the world. The fires you're putting out should be serious too, right? Not mundane things like scheduling a client or deciding if a discount is warranted for a customer service issue. You know, these like stupid things that shouldn't involve you in any way. You should have policies and procedures in place so that your employees can use their discretion to come to the right decision for your brand. They should be able to make decisions within your framework that speaks to XYZ's company mission, right? Or people know like, oh, like Nordstrom, for example, they'll return tires or something that they don't sell tires. Nordstrom is known for like this ridiculously high level of customer service, but they leave that up to their employees. The employee wants to return a set of tires. They don't have to call like whatever the CEO's name at Nordstrom is 
or even hire up management and go, hey, can I, can I make this return right now so that the the, the employee or the customer feels satisfied and, and, and we're on brand? No, there's an entire system in place that creates that viral level of customer service. People know Nordstrom's for their customer service, for their smiling employees and whatnot, right? There's a system that allows for people who want to just be part of a thing to go there and enjoy being part of that thing. You hired your employees to reduce your workload, you know, not increase it. So you shouldn't make systems that require you to approve everything. And trust me, they don't want to talk to you either. I've been an employee. You've been an employee. Did you want to talk to your boss? Did you want to talk to like the owner of the business you worked for about everything? You probably tried to avoid them a lot, right? They'd rather just go on with their day and not have to deal with their control freak of a boss. I I saw a hundred person corporation brought to its knees over a four sentence blurb on a capabilities document. It's insane. They were unable to get work, do sales calls, solicit to prime contractors, because in order to do so, they needed this document to be completed. And the only thing that was needed for the document to be done was this stupid paragraph, and it had to be perfect and approved by the CEO for some reason, right? It had everything had to be perfect in order to for the business to like get more sales and actually function and be able to pay its staff. We needed this document, right? The problem was that the CEO made no time to get it done. Instead, he was like worrying about these small little things that had nothing to do with his day. Sidetracked. My my friend calls it wool gathering, which is a whole nother thing we'll talk about later on. But he was spending time on those meaningless fires that should have been put out by his employees. Millions of dollars lost in revenue over four sentences. It's kind of crazy. If you're going to be a firefighter, make sure you're firefighting the right fires. Let your employees do their jobs, and if you can't, fire them, okay? Or go back to being an employee in someone else's business or a one-person operation. If you're employing people and their lives depend on you, you owe it to them to be focusing on the right fires and letting them put out the fires that, that are relevant to them. I know that this isn't why you got into this, though. So what's one thing that you can do today to start moving the ball forward? Take the simplest, least meaningful activity that you do every day and offset it to an employee, a virtual assistant. You could automate it as well. What could you do to save yourself like one to eight hours a week? One to eight hours a week. It may seem like only small amounts of time here. Like, okay, well... I spend five or 10 minutes doing this thing every once in a while or even two minutes, but you do it repetitively. You do it over and over again. And if you calculate all that stuff, you're spending like an entire day doing consult calls or responding to a reply all email or searching for an email because you don't have the right headings and there's no structure to your business. There, there's stuff that you could make these tiny little tweaks and end up saving yourself like an entire day of a work week. Take a three-day weekend every week, right? How much time are you spending each week on useless nonsense? And before you respond with, oh, I just, I can't get good people. I can't find good people. Or my employees just go off and do their own thing. 
take a serious look inward? Have you told or shown them exactly what you want them to do? Or did you give them the liberty that they should have, but with zero guidance? Did you actually explain to them in a clearly defined way what your expectations were? Or did you just go, oh, yeah, go do this thing and then get mad when they do it their way? Probably the the latter one. This process is going to be hard at first. You're detoxing from the control freak addiction. It's scary to let go. What if someone makes a mistake? You know, what if what if one of my employees like messes up? Uh, So what? It's not the end of the world. You know, your clients will probably forgive you and your employees will have learned a valuable lesson. In my dog training business, there was there were like many times where an employee messed up or didn't respond to an inquiry or a rescheduling thing. And my, my employees were understand. I mean, my my clients were understanding. You know, we took the, the lesson and we applied it to the future and it just didn't happen again. But it wasn't the end of the world. You know, what if I get a bad review? Those can be changed with the right customer service. You get bad reviews, you respond to the client, you go, I'm sorry, like here's a free thing or a discount or come on in and let us remedy the issue. I mean, unless you're like a brain surgeon or performing open heart surgery, like is is what you're doing really that serious that you can't remedy the problem? What will I do with the time I get? That's another scary question, right? It may not be obvious to you, but this is like an addiction and you don't know any other way yet. What will I do with my time is the question you are actually avoiding. And you're basically avoiding it by filling up your time with useless crap. There's this quote from Brave New World and it's something like they intoxicate themselves with work so they won't know who they really are. And that's kind of what you're doing. You don't want to have to like do that soul searching and that inward confrontation so you're just filling up your time with busy work so that you don't have to ask it to yourself the unfortunate side effect of this is that you're avoiding it with at the expense of your sanity and the sanity of those around you so this week work on freeing up at least one hour and if you're looking for places to start check out the rest of the episodes on this show we go into a bunch of seemingly random things but they're all geared around helping you to shave off a little bit of that busy work and optimize your systems, optimize how your business actually functions so that you can either spend that time doing more meaningful work within your business or spend the time, you know, doing things you want to do. And, and you can also design the work for your employees. You can work on the business, right? You're working on the system that is your business, on the process that is your business, the thing that actually provides what you do for your clients and creates that impact and generates the revenue that you're looking to make. I believe in you, you know. If you've made it this far, I believe in you. You are a rugged individual. You can do anything you want to do. You can do anything you put your mind to. The thing is, you've got to put your mind into enabling others to do what you're able to do. Now, you may be listening to this and you're like, screw this guy. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And that's great. Uh, if, if you do feel that way, I'm all here for it. If you if you are liking what you hear, though, or, you know, if you don't like it, please head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. 
five stars, no stars, whatever. Leave us a comment or something, right? And if you're struggling with your business, if you're struggling freeing yourself from the machine, head to innovateyourbiz.com and follow the prompts. We would love to sit down and help you out. I want nothing more than to create long-term successful small businesses that can compete in the marketplace, you know, introduce a little bit of anarchy into the marketplace. Because when you've got a thriving middle class, when you've got a, a thriving small business community, it creates good things for everyone. Like I said, I believe in you. I know you're going to succeed. And if you're able to get over this hump, you will have a thriving small business that creates the impact and creates the lifestyle that you're looking for.